0: Money. Plenty money, yeah. okay boys so baby,
1: what can do.
0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to part 3 of the Fitzrovia radio hour yeah. we are about to go live in 10 9, 8, 7. And we'll be hearing more from Margaret and her gooseberry later. But now it's time to return to the Fitzrovia Radio Hour. Continue our evening with a cautionary tale.
2: Frank Maskell, a
1: lathe worker
2: from Leeds, dreams of better things. He lusts
1: after a power and success that will always lie beyond a man of his humble birth. Take heed, dear listener, listen most carefully to He should have known his place.
3: The
0: story starts on a cold January night on the
1: roof of the tallest
0: building in Leeds. Frank Muskell plans to end it all by jumping
3: from four stories up, down to the street below. I should've known me place! I should've known me
4: place! You should've known your place,
3: Frank.
1: Why didn't you know your place, Frank?
3: Come on, son! Why didn't you know your
1: place?
4: What was I thinking? Frank Maskell, most promising lathe worker in Leeds. But I got too big for my boots, didn't I? Always wanted more. Well, it got me into end. Here I am, top of Bairstow's department store, looking down on the only future I have. You should
3: have known your place, Frank.
4: A man should always know his place,
3: Frank. So much e- greatness, Frank. Some have greatness first upon them, and some are born in leaves. Jump, Frank, it's for the best.
1: Come on, Frank, there's a love. You,
3: you should have known your place. You should have known your, your place. You, you should have known your place. I should have
0: known me. it all started a year before the war my father was a lathe worker his father was a lathe worker it was me destiny so one february morning i started at my dad's old yard carrick's and i soon made a good impression of myself oh, hi. Oh, hi. 50 Stick We're going as fast as you can, Mr Carrick, sir! not easy when you don't work, sir! You've got till noon, you know what I'm saying? Don't have a Mr Carrick, oh, oh, man, man, love love the union! I'll, I'll, I'll make the rules round here, lads. And it's our pay 50 candles Stick Oats. Hang on a minute. What's that one doing? Who, sir? The new lad. It's masculine. The answers are wrong, the grip's too wide. He's a right clever clock, sir, not one of us. He won't last so long. Oh, mind your tongue, Blakey. Maskill's dad was finest lathe-worker this side of Skipton. Before he killed himself, oh, I he, did he did him himself Aye, like but at least he did it lathe way. Hey, hey, lad. Yes, Mr. Carrick? What do you think you're doing? Candlestick holder, sir. I know that, lad. I weren't born yesterday. It's your technique. It's what you showed me, Mr. Carrick. I've got me weight against the bed, one hand on gear train, and me head over at spindle. But you're too close to tall rest, lad. And it's left hand on gear train, not right. Carrick, I've been using, same technique, for 150 years. I know what you taught me, Mr. Carrick, but I can go quicker this way, and I'm not losing any accuracy. Watch! There we are. Half the candlestick holder done. Right, lad. But if I do it like this do twice the work in the same time. You're right, lad. We could be producing twice the amount. Good could half the workforce and all. Oh, I didn't mean to. Nay, lad, nay. You've done good. Harry Maskill, son. Only been here a month and he's always revolutionised and I'd made a good start. Too good, perhaps. The new technique meant five of the men were let go, and I were promoted to chief lave worker ahead of the deputy, Ted Blakey. Who do you think you are, Maskill? Come in here with your new techniques, sucking suck it up to Mr. Kirk, you've cost five lads their job and I've been devoted. I'm sorry Ted. Don't call me Ted lad, we've got your card marked, you'll end up like your dad. What do you mean? When
3: the live way lad.
0: That's a lie. It's
3: not, it's gospel. I'll be watching you, my skill. way!
0: It were a brave man made an enemy of Ted Blakey. But when word got out of New Carrick, New Star in Carrick's yard, it weren't long before the chance to improve myself further came along.
3: Now, young masculine, how about you coming to work in my department store, but Mr. Eh? Basto, I've got a job with Mr. Carrick. Frank, Frank, you can't get stuck working the lathe like your dad and grandfather.
0: Didn't know you knew him, Mr.
3: Besto. Your dad and I were pals. Friends as boys, but our lives and accents took different paths. I see, sir. There's more to you than lathe-working, Frank. Is there, sir? Oh, there is, Frank. I have a feeling about you. Have you, sir? Oh, yes. And I'm always right. That's why my department stores are the most successful in Yorkshire.
0: I know, sir. Sixteen shops from Selby through to Scarborough offering quality goods at a reasonable price. Oh, I like you, Frank.
3: What would I do for you, sir? Carpets, to begin with. I need a man who knows how to cut and shape, and you, Frank, are the best young cutter and shape with his side of the Pennines.
0: I was dizzy, a job at stores. I could barely sleep, I was that excited to get in and start taking orders, carpet sales went through the roof, I was making a name for myself, I was going places, but I always had my wife, Julie, to keep me on terra firma.
3: There's
4: your deal up. I thought we could go pick the Thursday night A some no brief encounter, clowns.
0: But Julie, Thursday night's inventory night at store. I've got to be there. That's
4: not your job, Frank. That's finance. You're on carpets.
0: I know it's not me job, but it might be one day. If a promotion comes my way, I've got to seize it.
1: That's why, Frank,
3: why, you've got a good job, you've got a house, you've got me, isn't that enough?
0: It won't be enough until I'm on board of Bay Stores Home Stores, then I'll know I've achieved. And
4: what about baby?
0: <laughs> Will you stop going on about bloody babies, Julie? Well I've won when time's right, when I'm on board.
4: I worry about you, Frank, it's not natural seeking things you don't have. You know your problem, Julie? What that? You've no vision, you see
0: me? I've got instinct, I'm ambitious.
3: You don't
0: need
4: to improve yourself, Frank.
0: It's not enough, Julie. It's not enough, and it shouldn't be enough for you.
3: What do you mean, Frank?
0: You can't just sit here making tea and piling about with your lady singers at chapel. It's time you added some strings to your bow. What strings do you have in mind? Piano lessons.
3: Piano lessons?
0: Richard Moxon's wife plays.
3: Who's Richard Moxon?
0: Sales director at Stores.
3: I see. It's
0: no coincidence, Julie. Mrs Moxon's piano got him that job. Don't be silly, Frank. Oh, silly Emma. December 23rd, Richard Moxon's shampooing carpets. December 24th, Mr Baistos attends a recital where Moxon's wife plays Sussex Carol. December 26th, he's on flaming boards.
4: I've no idea.
0: You've no instinct, Julie. This Monday, you'll be attending your first piano lessons. <laughs> And she did as she was told too. And lo, it came to pass that on the second day of January, I was called into Mr. Bairstow's office.
3: Well, Frank, my boy, a sterling first year in my employ. Thank you, sir. Don't thank me, Frank. It should be me thanking you. Sales rep in all the departments you've worked in. Carpets, men's shoes, women's shoes, haberdashery. dashery. Everything you touch turns to gold.
0: That's very kind of you, sir.
3: I say what I see, my boy, and I say I see a future chairman of the board sat in front of me. Oh, sir. Oh, yes, Frank!
0: I've decided to give you a seat on the board with immediate effect. My dreams had come true. A seat on board at Stores and not even thirty. What a rise! No more lathing for the Maskills. No son of mine was going to work down in the yard for Carrick. Which reminded me of my promise to Julie.
3: Oh, Frank, are you sure? Yes, Julie,
0: I'm sure. Have a seat on board. We can take steps towards having a child.
4: Oh, Frank!
0: So we took steps. A bigger house was needed round here. Golf with Mr. Baestor every Saturday. (laughs) And once a month, a musical soiree where Julie and Mrs. Moxon would play. Julie did me proud. Her piano lessons were well worth the money. May not have had the quicksilver technique of Mrs. Moxton, but she did her best.
3: High class, hi class.
1: Every time an improvement, Julie. Thank you, Mrs. Best. You're oh, very kind.
0: I'm proud of your girl. No time for Mrs. Moxton. <laughs> Later, as we took coffee, I felt Mrs. Bester's eyes boring into me. I'd only met her a few times. Older woman, from the same part of Leeds as me. Her family had always been far too grand for the mascills, but now there seemed to be some natural connection between us.
4: Do you ever feel, Frank, a desperate sense of loneliness? Yes! Something that not even money and high achievement will take away? Yes!
0: It were uncanny. We seemed to know exactly how each other felt. I started thinking, what if things had been different? What if I'd met Mrs Bairstow before finding Julie at the Temperance Society dance? But no! I stopped myself. I were a married man, and Julie and I had just had his first child, Michael. <coughs> My son and heir. I was so proud, so proud. Oh, Frank! Oh, Julie, I'm so proud. Oh, Frank! So very proud. (laughs) If only I'd known what was to come. Mrs. Bastow phoned me one Saturday morning. Mr. Bastow was in Blackpool on conference. Would I like to come over for coffee?
3: I've found some photographs of your father, Frank. You never... I was clearing up Mr. Baistow's drawers, and there they were.
0: I'll be round in five minutes. You have to admit, it sounded very innocent. Mrs. Baistow greeted me at the door, and we walked into the drawing room where coffee was set out. I sat down on the sofa. Mrs. Baistow joined me. Oh, Ooh.
3: I have a confession
0: to make, Frank. Oh, what's that? I haven't got those photographs of your father. You've left them somewhere.
4: They don't exist, Frank!
0: What do you mean?
4: I wanted you here
0: alone. Mrs. Bairstow?
3: No words, Frank. We both know what we want now. Let's just take it. Oh, mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 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 Mrs. Oh.
0: Bestor, I
4: can't do this! I have a wife, I have a child! No words, just relax. Don't be worrying about them now. Mm. Oh.
0: I was caught in an impossible situation, consummating my passion for the woman who understood me, really understood me. Or staying loyal to the girl, I'd sworn my loyalty to in front of God. What was I to do?
4: You'll find out later. In the next part of our chilling moral tragedy, he should have known his place. (laughs)
3: To join
0: two young boys in a far from conventional summer holiday.
2: What will our diminutive heroes discover in the Extraordinary Ghost Train of Freaks? <laughs>
1: We must be in the end of working so we go straight. <laughs> God <Goodness me! Ooh. laughs> that's me! Where are those voices coming from? <laughs> they seem to be coming from over there! Behind that pile of broken skeletons, come <laughs> on. I'm scared, Tommy. What if they're a ghost? Don't be silly, Tommy. Everyone knows ghost stories aren't frightening. I'm not so sure, Tommy. Can you see them, Tommy? Yes, it's just people. People? Yes, but the strangest looking people I've ever seen. There's a gigantic man, and look at that woman. She's covered in drawings and has hair coming out of her chin. Ah, uh, Tommy, I can't look. But who's that talking? It's a woman in a top hat with silver.
2: Comrades, we approach the pinnacle of my master plan. Yeah, talk
3: to him, naughty girl. Thank
2: you, Bertha, the tattooed and bearded lady. Oh, me. Quiet, <laughs> King imbecile. Comrades, soon I will have hypnotized sufficient children with my hypnotizing ghost train machine. We shall take over Wemo Pleasure Beach with my children of the night! Yeah, Dr. Hypnotica. No longer will children be satisfied by modern filth like Pinky and Perky and the ridiculous Flubberty Pubberty Flub Apartment. Flubberty Pubberty. Quiet Gigantor. <laughs> <laughs> Blithering buffoon! Soon children will cheer when the circus is in town. Yes, yeah, a circus. We will no longer be forced into the shadows. We will stand proud in our freakishness. Yeah, freakishness. I need only two more children to complete my circus army. Two mm-hmm. more. I am sure there are some here somewhere. Comrades, in the morning we march on Weymouth. Yeah, I'll march on Weymouth. Bertha, go to the children in their cages. Feed them. We need them strong for tomorrow. Yeah,
4: talk to him not to go.
1: Goodness, Sticky, they plan to conquer Weymouth and form a the w over children's entertainment. Oh no, Tommy! We have got to stop them!
2: Whoa. What was that? Oh no, Tommy,
1: I appear to have knocked a plank over. Quick, Sticky, run!
2: Look, comrades, two boys, gigantor, get them. They must be recruited for my army of the night. Yes,
1: Boston! <laughs> There's no time for screaming the key, quick, in between his legs! Yes, Tommy! Lumbering off,
2: Bertha, seize them! Come here, you little beast! Grab the key! Not so fast! Uh. (laughs) Not only am I tattooed and bearded, I'm also a damp hand with a whip! Uh. Oh no, Tommy, we're trapped! Excellent work, Bertha. Bring them to me. Yeah, Dr. Hypnotica. Perfect. Uh. The final two recruits from my circus army. Gigantor, tie them up and start my hypnotizing ghost train machine. Ghost train! No,
1: please, no! Sticky, Dickie! You'll never get away with this, you, you foreigner! Our mother will come looking for us! You are quite the British bulldog, Pop,
2: my friends. But resistance is futile! <laughs> Soon you will have no recollection of this mother of whom you speak, you and your little friend here. Bang <laughs> we'll up, Dickie! We'll have only a driving passion for all things freakish! <laughs> Gigantor, begin the hypnotizing ghost train machine. Yes, boss. Ghost train. Ghost train. Oh, no. Relax, boys. Listen to my voice to ride my hypnotizing ghost train machine. Watch the swirling disc at the end of the tunnel. Listen to the whispers of goblins and ghouls. Let them take control. I don't
1: like this, Dickie. Blimey, if I'm going to let this freak hypnotize me. Ah, uh, Tommy, he's a freak. A freakish freak. You're born to lose so that mine, Dickie. See if you can get your head in my pocket and find my pen dive. Oh, uh, no. Mother says I'm not old enough for a pen dive. that uh, 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 Mother isn't here. Okay, no, she isn't. I want my baby. Uh, Dickie pull yourself together. Yes, Tommy. Cut my ropes, Sticky. Just cut like you've never cut before. Righto, Tommy. Uh, 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 oh. Good <gasps> oh. on it, Tommy. Now like you do me. Up uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh, there, now, Dickie jump. I don't know, Tommy. Look, oh, Sticky. Do you want to be a part of this lunatic's army? No. Then put some lead in your pencil and jump. <laughs> <laughs> Soon, my army will be complete.
2: The circus will control all children's entertainment. <laughs> also, the little ones. They are getting away. Stop them! They must not escape. Run, got you now, blasting
3: meddling kids. Yeah, I got you now, boys. Stop right there! Gigantle? Oh. But I'm not Gigantle. I'm Inspector Bacon of the Yard. Oh, God bloody! I've been undercover in
0: Weymouth Pier for several months. Several long months, I can tell you. I have infiltrated Dr. Hypnotica's gang, and I've been attempting to arrest her. But thanks to you, boys, I've done it at last. Well done, lads, well done indeed. Oh,
1: thank you! <laughs> Curse you. You haven't tried the last of Dr.
2: Hypnotica. <laughs> Can we go home now? Imbecile. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But now, listeners, we conclude our final
0: feature presentation. It is time to welcome back troubled Frank Maskell. A young man with the world
2: at his feet who finds himself in the arms of his wife's boss. His boss's
1: wife. Will Frank succumb to her charms? What will happen if he does not? It is time to conclude. He should have known his place.
3: I didn't know where
0: to turn. Mrs. or the owner's wife, kissing me. It was like a dream, but a bad one. I had to think of Julie. I panicked. I ran. Wrong! No, Mrs. Bairstow, no! Get away from me!
3: Wrong, dear,
0: come back. No, I can't. I mustn't. I'm wanted at home.
3: You get back here!
0: I can't, Mrs. Bairstow. I'm sorry. I've got to go. <laughs>
4: I were a changed man. I were frantic. I drove home like a maniac. I didn't realise that me tie were askew and me hair all messed up. Lipstick on me collar. Julie saw it. What's this, Frank? What's happened? What? Oh, it's nothing. Touch rugby with the lads. Touch rugby? You'll not be telling me that, Frank Maskell. Yeah, I'll be telling you what I want. Leave me alone. Frank, love, we don't keep secrets. And I'm not! I'm sorry, no, Frank. You're not old him. Not while you're keeping secrets and telling lies.
3: There's a cup of tea in the kitchen.
4: It was cold too. We made up later, but something was still amiss. And then, next day when I went to work, I saw Ted Blakey from Carrick's coming out of Mr. Bester's office in a suit and all. Morning, Frank. What are you doing here, Blakey? Wouldn't you like to know? I would. <laughs> Remember what I said, lad? LEAVE WAY! But before I could say anything... Frank!
3: A minute, if you please. Oh, yes, Mr. Bairstow? Uh, step into my office. There's a good fellow. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know how to put this, Frank. Uh, I've had a complaint. A complaint? It seems that your accountant and very
4: good order! Well, I did him on Saturday, Mr. Bairstow. Took the folder on.
3: Is everything all right?
4: Uh, back at base, Frank. Uh, grand, Mr. Bairstow, Michael's team The more butter. serious
3: situation, the few
4: slave fractions of forgetting to carry the two, Frank! What do you mean, Mr. Bairstow? I don't like to say the word. Say it, Mr. Bairstow. Uh,
1: well... Uh, Go on.
4: All right, it's mer-
3: Fraud, Frank! Fraud? Embezzlement, if you prefer.
4: Embezzlement? But Mr. Bairstow... Nothing I- has
3: been proven, of course, but I shall have to investigate.
4: Who made the complaint? I
3: can't tell you, Frank. Confidentiality.
4: Of course, sir.
3: Frank, uh, you're suspended halfway. I've I and eaten. But no, but Frank, nothing more.
4: <laughs> what could I do? Me mind were worrying. I collected me things, me picture of Julie and Michael. But I hadn't done anything wrong, had I? I got home. Julie had the tea on. Uh, Frank Love we got tea on bitter meat from pellets. Nice sauce, mashed potatoes, carrots, peas. Oh come on, Julie. Peas, it's petits pois. I've told you. It's
3: peas, Frank!
4: Oh, oh, Mrs. Moxon cooks pettis pois, so we'll cook pettis pois. And it's sauce bayonets, Julie, not nice. I like nice sauce, Frank. And you just two before you start getting ideas! Oh, shove off, Julie. Why don't you go practice your chopping? I've done me chopping! Chopping, Julie. Chopping. Minute waltz. Your left hand were dead clunky last time. You've to practice. No, Frank! I won't. What's gotten into you? Nothing. Leave me alone, woman.
3: Frank! I said leave me alone! Frank Maskell, never raise your hand at me again. Do you hear me? oh.
4: Julie! 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 Riii! 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 Oh, Michael! Michael! I'm sorry! Frank, leave us alone! <laughs> She'd gone. Gone to Michael. I didn't know what to do. I tried to cook the bit of meat she had on, but the sauce mayonnaise went wrong, and it ended up all tough. I slept in the spare room that night. A week went by. Fights, recriminations. No word from Mr. Basedo. I went out mornings as if nothing were wrong. Julie had no idea I was suspended, and then one morning Mr. Baistow called me in early. See you later then Julie. See you later Frank. I love you you know. You get along now. I was full of foreboding. I knew I was innocent but something told me that wasn't going to matter.
3: Uh, morning, Maskill. Uh, you won't mind if uh, Mrs. Besto sits in, will you? I'm sure, sir. No, not at all, sir. Good. It's a family firm. Mrs. Bairstow knows shares, as we all do. Oh, of course. It's an important thing, family. Yes,
4: Mr. Bairstow.
3: The most important person in any family is the father, isn't it? Absolutely.
4: How could you do this, Frank? What do you mean? I've been grateful, Mr. Bairstow. I don't know that you have,
3: Frank. What? It's all here in the biomass kill, Matt, fraud! <laughs> Embezzlement fraud! Never! How could you, Frank?
4: But I didn't, Mr. Bairstow. You always did want to get your hands on what you couldn't have, didn't you, Frank? No. Oh yeah, Frank. You always had ideas above your station. <laughs> Mr. Bairstow, I implore you, listen to me.
3: Ah no, Frank, my mind is made up to leave now. Please, Mr. Beast! You should have known your
4: place, Frank! <laughs> What could I do? Bring up what happened that day, Mr. Beestor, were away on conference. It'd never wash. I could hear Mrs. Beestor laughing as I left. (laughs) I drove back to Carrick's. I hammered on the gate. (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Carrick! Mr. Carrick! Mr. Carrick! (laughs) Maskill, what do (laughs) you (laughs) want? Oh, Mr. Carrick, can you help me? Help you? Why? What have you done? Nothing Mr Carrick, nothing! Oh, you're not making sense lad. You left us. I know. After what I did for you. I'm so truly sorry Mr Carrick, but I need your help. Put me back on the lathe, please, I'll do anything!
3: Well, maybe.
4: Stop! Right! Hey! Carrick! Ted Blakey? Sorry sir, it's maskill. I'll tell thee, Maskill. Carrick isn't bossy here anymore, are you, Carrick? No. But well, this is Carrick's yard. that has been for 150 years. What? Used to be. It's Blakey's yard now. But... Uh...
3: Thanks to the loan from Mrs. Bearstow. She's
4: quite a lady. High class. Open to... Oh, deals. No. Oh, God, yes. You won't get away with this, Blakey. This isn't your place. It is now. I've worked hard for 18 years and I'm not letting it go to some pop who should have known his place Damn you Blakey Why don't you just end it all masculine? Do it the labour's way like your dad Bolt through guts I'll finish you Ted Blakey Gary! Hold him oh, can't, sir, he's too strong Get off of me old man
3: Ooh. <laughs>
4: Take it back Blakey I won't, it's gospel Take it back Never!
3: Take. It. Back. when the leathers way,
4: both of them. You take it back, Ted Blakey. I'm warning you, you take it back- Oh, oh what, you poop squeak? Or I'll take this <laughs> to your head. Right. Oh, there, no, Frank, There, no, put it down. That chair's not for playing with. Take it back, Blakey. Bolt through guts, both of them. You've had your chance, Ted Blakey. No, Frankland. Yeah. Oh.
3: No! You're tougher than I've all ranked him. Ted! Frank! You've killed him!
4: Aye, it's a mess. Aye, it is lad. You'd best run. I'm sorry I hit you, Mr Carrick. Don't worry about that lad. You run i give you 10 minutes before I call police. So I ran, blind like, it were going round in my mind. What had I done? I'd killed the man. I'd lost my job, I was losing Julie. It were all gone, it is all gone. I heard the search. You
3: about so it. Ah,
4: Getting louder, closing Help. in. It was so cold, Help. the wind were icy. Help. I knew I were coming to an end. I knew what I had to do, but where? Where? Then it hit me.
3: Base doors. I still had the key.
4: I went in the back, climbed the service stair, up past carpets, women's shoes, men's shoes, haberdashery, all dark. The boardroom, the attic. I got out on the roof. I stood on the edge, looking down. The search continuing, voices calling. Call the police. The the police are right are the way.
3: Way.
4: I'm standing here now, one step forward, dizzy. One more step, one more. I can't. I must, but I can't. Can I? No. I know what I've to do. Back inside now. In the attic, I know it's there, in the corner, in the dark, waiting, let me brush it down. Good as new. Let's get you started, girl. Now, Frank, wait against the bed. One hand on gay train, head over spindle, <laughs> bolt through guts, like dad, like Grandad.
3: Is there
4: a man in
3: That's it, Frank. Let us win. Come on, son. Let us win. Is there a man in your life? Is there a
0: much watching the Victoria
3: Radio <laughs> the Like an egg, you in front